Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. All right, folks, welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers here on this Friday. Uh, apparently, it is St. Patrick's Day, so a happy St. Patrick's Day to all who celebrate. Um, Kelly can no longer see me, but uh, I am actually <laughs> in all red, my angel's hat with my just plain red t-shirt, so I'm very much in the mood and celebrating what's up buddy how you doing i'm doing well i'm doing well man how are you I, i'm I good told you, you you know, i'm glad you're wearing your, your all you're all red on st patty's day it's important well, you always gotta the have problem the problem is on. i don't think i own anything green that's part of the problem is it, green's never been my color so yeah. i don't really like I, I wear a lot of reds and blues and blacks but i'm not Never really attracted to green on my body, you know? I, I, I hear you. I don't own much, and it was definitely one of the, like, I, I wore one today, but I wore this shirt. Uh, this shirt is now out of the rotation, you know what I mean? Where we kind of have the oh. shirts that we got to wear for on air. You got to have the rotation set, so you almost don't wear the same thing back, you know, like, same time twice in a week or whatever. It's way right. out of rotation. Now. I'm going to have to re- rearrange the rotation. The other thing we should note, you don't do this because I assume you're a mature adult who's not a moron. Okay. You you do not pinch people. Wrong. Correct. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine, what, I can't I, even I, imagine like, what it would do if someone came up and pinched me. Like, I, like so I, I think this has not been something I've had to deal with for a while. But I even remember, like, growing up, right, when you were, like, in grade school and stuff. And it would be St. Patrick's Day. And, yeah. You know, to, to pull the curtain back a little bit more on me, Kelly – uh, I actually went to a private Catholic school throughout my entire life. So like first through oh, wow. 12th okay. grade or whatever. So like we had uniforms. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, when it was like St. Patrick's Day and stuff and you could wear like a t-shirt, God forbid, and right. you know, everybody would be all excited. So like the energy would be up because it was free dress day. I, from the moment I knew as a small child that it was a tradition up until this very moment that I'm speaking to you right now, think that being pinched for not wearing green is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of in my life. And it would irritate me to no end from youth till now, if anybody even came up, was like, "Oh, I'm going to pinch you." It was like, "I'm going to smack you in the face if you pinch uh, the, me." Uh, the, I, I know you watch on occasion. I don't think you're as obsessed as I am, but I think it was South Park, like the last season they did, where they did a great episode on it, where like Butters like pinched some girl not wearing green, and it was like, "Uh oh, like you're going to jail, like that's assault, man!" Like all this, like, it's like it was like the whole, the whole, the whole uh, episode was that, even with like police officers questioning him. He's like, you're not wearing green. I got to pinch you. I got to pinch you. It's like, no, I, not in this I, day and age. You can't pinch anybody. <laughs> we're not going to go too far off in this tangent, but it's funny you bring up South Park. So I, I have watched South Park, many episodes of South yeah. Park, but I am not like a devoted fan, right? So I've yeah. not watched like, you know, from beginning to end, whatever. Uh, I've watched a vast, you know, minority of the episodes that are out there. Um, but my wife has like never really watched it at all. And so we are actually going to start down the wormhole of like starting from the top and kind of working our way down. And oh, start watching awesome. South Park. I'm going to show it to her for the first time. 
And the other day, we actually watched the episode where Timmy and um, who's the kid on the crutches again? Is it Jimmy? Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy they, and Jimmy. Where they joined when they joined the Crips. Yeah, the Crips and the Bloods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, such a good episode. We're gonna we're gonna, um, what they, like, we're gonna have a sleepover at the rec at the rec center. <laughs> <laughs> such a good episode. With the uh, the part where he's like he's like I'm down like a clown, Charlie Boo. Oh man. Good shout by Steven in the chat. There's pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble, but yes, we're starting down the South Park wormhole, and I can't wait for my wife to experience it because uh, she very much did not growing up, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, speaking of fantastic, I got I'm not going to lie to you. Yesterday was fantastic for your boy because there was some mild inebriation and a nap at like two o'clock because nice. <laughs> uh, it went a little too hard in the morning and uh, woke up to watch the last four games in the NCAA tournament. So this all leads to the fact that uh, look. I think college basketball is kind of taking center stage and rightfully so, especially over these next four days. And there was not a ton of NBA watching in my house yesterday. What about you? Yeah, not, not much until I noticed the, uh, until I noticed the nuggets down uh, uh, yeah. double digits and half or whatever it was. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take a second half bet here uh, on Denver. Uh, so that, that worked out very, very nicely. Um, but yeah, as far as viewing, there was very, very little that went on uh, yesterday. I'm with it. <laughs> tournament time. You got you mix it in where you know where you can. Um, it, you know, we talked about it a bit on Wednesday. It's just I, I know they do some of this on purpose, but it's like it's not it's not like the schedule is really overwhelming either, right? Right? Where, where you're like, oh man, I got to catch right. that game tonight. Like no, like it's a lot of these a lot of these games you can make pretty easy excuses to skip them for some college basketball. Oh, yeah, yesterday was a really good example of that. Today yeah. I'll have more attention on it uh because as you mentioned yesterday the like I wasn't really being torn away from, you know, college hoops for OKC Toronto or Orlando Phoenix, right? Although that meant <laughs> right. to be a tight game. Like not really not really running to the TV set uh, to watch some of those. So one more uh, win magic. I just need one more yeah. win out of you. <laughs> um and so I wanted to I, I wanted to hit on a couple of topics that actually stem a little bit from Wednesday's card and and, and really we have to hit on some big news too and that would be John Morant. So uh, what do you want to go first? Do you want to go my lovely Clippers or do you want to go John Morant? Let's go John. Let's go John. Okay. So we get we get reports. I think it was like on on Wednesday right after we got yeah, was, off the yeah. air, right? Yep. So uh, John Morant, it does seem that we are going to get his return uh, relatively soon. So he was suspended eight games for conduct detrimental to the league. The suspension is, um, you know, what's the, I don't know what the phrase is. I can't remember it now. Time served. Thank you. Uh, the suspension covers the six games he's missed, includes Wednesday, Wednesday at Miami. He's eligible to play Monday against Dallas. Same day, he's able to rejoin the Grizzlies in the team environment. And um, it does seem that while he's able to come back that game against Dallas, Kelly, he won't play because he needs some extra time to prepare physically for his return. He's also going to forfeit like about $700,000 in salary. So in other words, John Moran's coming back next week. What yep. that means for the Grizzlies in the big picture is pretty important because the Grizzlies, since he's been gone, have slipped to the third seat. They have a half game deficit between them and the Sacramento Kings. They are tied in the loss column and uh, they're not in danger of falling down to four. But this is more about can he come back and stabilize them to maybe grab that two seat away from the Sacramento Kings at some point. Yeah, um, look, it's huge. Uh, I, I feel like with what we saw from suspension-wise and everything, it felt like exactly what a lot of us kind of predicted as soon as this thing first came down. Um, 
the now now once we started talking more about the language of you know a gun in on team facilities and we realized a plane could count as team facilities then we all thought okay maybe this could be a whole lot worse uh but no this kind of this kind of feels much like and from that standpoint real quick i I understand what the NBA did, right? Where, where it was, the language was basically, hey, we can't, we can't prove that he had that there uh, on the plane. So this is how we decided to handle it. I'm okay with that. Um, but it, it does just feel convenient, obviously, that this is a susp- there is a suspension and that it's going to run its course and before the regular season's over. Um, and, you know, with plenty of time, like you just said, to uh, allow the Grizzlies to work their way back up the standings. Um, I mean, look, this team, this team is, I think they got enough challenges ahead of them already and they need job. I mean, you know, a hundred percent physically and mentally. Right. And I don't, I don't know if they're going to be, I don't know if they're going to get that for the rest of the year. Um, sounds like there's plenty enough, plenty enough going on with him on his personal life and, uh, just whatever, whatever else is going on with him in between games and stuff like this. But I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you and I have had questions about this team all along, John. I I just don't know if I'm going to see them instantly getting a whole lot better real quick and making too much noise in the playoffs. Right. I mean, because the problem is, so they lost John Morant. That's obviously a really big deal. And in the, how many games has he missed so far? You know, it was six. In the six games that he has missed, they've been a pretty average team. They've outscored their opponents by 1.1 points per 100 possessions. Their defense is good. Their offense stinks. They've been exactly who we've expected them to be since Morant's been out. Yeah. Um, they still can't win road games, by the way, right? We talked about that crap yeah. bowl on Wednesday when they're in Miami. It was like, hey, which one? Which one's going to win out? Sure enough, it was Memphis' terrible road record that ended up winning out in that matchup. But I think your overall point is, okay, you know what? Is he going to be better? Or like, are they going to be better with John Morant out there? They should be, especially on offense. On defense, they all might take a hit. So I think everything's going to be a wash. The bigger deal here is mm-hmm. Stephen Adams still hurt and Brandon Clark is not coming yeah. back. And this is not the team that had the depth they did last year. So even if Morant comes back, and by the way, they've set him up nicely. I don't know if you looked at the schedule. After Dallas, they have a two-game home set with the Houston Rockets. That's going to be on Wednesday and Friday of next week. So two back, like back-to-back home games against the Rockets. And he's going to be able to destroy that backcourt. It's going to be an easy, soft landing for him. It's just whether or not, because remember, Kelly, too, four of the last five games of the season are on the road. So if that's going to continue to be a problem for them, that's going to be really interesting because the road issues have not fixed themselves. The only road win recently that they have is against the Dallas Mavericks without Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Look, I, I've, I think there's a couple... Like, I know Matt Meiselman, who we've had on the podcast before, has brought up on Twitter, like, we haven't seen this Grizzlies team at true strength in a while, and, you know, maybe the market's undervaluing them. I think the problem is we're never going to see them at true strength because Brandon Clark's not coming back and Adams mm-hmm. is hurt. So I just, I, I echo your sentiments. Even with John Morant coming back and looking at the NBA betting odds for them to win a title or a Western Conference, I just can't bring myself to do it because I have thought they've been a flawed team this entire season, and I just don't really see, yeah. even in the Western Conference, like, I just... I can't buy buy into it with them in terms of winning the West. Yeah, yeah. I, for for me, it's it's look, it's the I've never had anything against you know like, like the main pieces of this team are great. They're they're awesome. I, I, it's just all along it's been especially this season as as you kind of just hit on it. It's the it's okay depth issues to me depth issues that are gonna that are gonna really become problematic in the playoffs. And then it's just maturity, right? And like that was, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but I, yes, I was saying that three months ago, but you know, before we started talking all about the John Moran stuff, but I'm talking maturity, both, both just 
in in and in and out of basketball, right? It's just some of these guys. Like you got to keep it. We got to keep in mind sometimes too how young you know John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. and these guys still are too. So it's it's yep. allowing their game to develop as well as you know maybe some of the stuff that that you know like Jaws doing off the court. Um, that that's what were more of my concerns for this team. But, now you if you want to look on the bright side, if you're a Memphis backer or a Memphis fan out there, it's well who's who's really dominating the West right now. And that's really nobody. So <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I think I still expect it to be pretty wide open, but they're no, they're, they're not a team I expect too, too much from. By the way, can I also just say, I'm kind of done with the Dylan Brooks stick. You oh, know what I mean? Like, I'm so done with it. I mean, it's getting really old. And like he pushes, I don't know if you saw when they lost to the heat the other day, but he shoved like a cameraman on the sideline. Cause he mm-hmm. was getting pissed and they were getting their faces caved in. And it's all fun and games when you're talking smack and being like, oh, I hope I get to guard Luka again because I didn't get to the first time of blah, 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 right? Or you, you can beat up on the Warriors. You can't win a road game. But I don't know. The, the shtick is getting old, especially when your team's just been – they're 2-12 and 12 in their last 14 road games. Focus on winning on a road game. How about that? Yeah. Huh? It's it's not even funny. It, it's not even funny how much better, like, I mean, obviously better teams like the Bucks and the Celtics are than those teams that we're discussing. But, like yeah. – like the the Memphis Golden State, like I can't the Warriors. I can't stand with that stuff either. It, it, it's like, like, yes, I'm kind of in the camp where I think they're just kind of sleepwalking through the regular season, and they're more worried about getting everybody healthy to the playoffs and stuff like that. But oh man, like the Draymond shtick gets so old. Like after it's we got to argue everything and act like we're constantly the victim of foul calls and yada, yada, yada. And it's just, it, it's, it's so nauseating. It's, it's one thing when you're, it's one thing when you're, when you're, uh, you know, when you're re- winning all the time, right? <laughs> Especially when you can't, right. both, both those teams that can't win on the road. I mean, like it's, um, I, you know, to circle back to that, how, how much stock do you put, in that getting it like heading into the playoffs, the the road struggles that we've seen from some teams in the NBA. I mean, I kind of do. And this is actually one of the things I wanted to bring up really quickly. So it ties in nicely. Like, like let's take the warriors for example, right? So they, they can't win a road game to save their lives. Okay. But like, let's look at just like they, these last couple of road games. First off, you go to LA to take on the Clippers, a Clippers team that I want to talk about in this podcast. Cause I think they're getting better and Ty Lewis changing things. Right. I mean, yeah. Russell Westbrook's not closing out games. They've won now four straight. Like you're taking on a Clippers team. that's in pretty good form. There's not really any shame in losing that particular road game, but because you've been so bad on the road, right. It becomes a bigger loss than what it really is. And then you get this game against Atlanta. And what irritates me is Steve Kerr throughout this entire year has not really shown any urgency in exercising these road demons. What I mean by that is like he's resting guys in these road spots. Again, Steph Curry pops up on this Atlanta game with a sore thumb on his off shooting hand. Like guys, you have, you have won seven games on the road. Can you not play through the sore thumb one time, right? To kind of get some of that bad juju (laughs) out of here. You know what I mean? Like I get it's dumb. I totally get it's dumb. No, I hear you. You kind of look at it like, they haven't taken a lot of these road situations seriously on top of struggling as they have. And Andrew Wiggins has been out for like a month. Yes. So like, I can't really, you know what I mean? I can't really take a lot of it, but I wish they would take it more seriously. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm, I, I hear you. I think it's, so the difference, because I've brought this up about your Clippers before, right? It's not, it's not right. with them. It's not taking it seriously. It's just for, for us as a better like I'd like to see this Clippers team actually look like a dominant team for some stretch of this season 
before I can actually really start to make the case that I think they are a true as true of a threat in the West as you know as I thought before the season started, right? And it's it's the same thing. It's Golden State. The problem the problem is, is I still think I think it's the Clippers still just kind of working through some things and they have been for seemingly two years. Um, but for Golden State, I'm with you. It's like they're choosing not to not to get into that mode. And I I mean, that's all cool until it backfires in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know about you, but like this Wiggins stuff going on and him uh, him, you know, possibly not playing the rest of the season, like they they're not going anywhere. Sorry, but like if you need any reminder of how how important Andrew Wiggins is to this team. Go watch the finals last year, right? Go watch the playoffs from last year. He was he was amazingly key, and you don't you know you're not getting the same kind of you're not getting the same kind of uh, play uh, obviously from a guy like Gary Payton because he's been sidelined for most of the season too. So I, I don't like these are. I would be much more concerned than seemingly the Golden State Warriors are, and and and, and just like the Grizzlies. Does that does that mean anything about their chances of possibly winning the West? I don't really I don't really know that it does, but I'd be a lot more concerned than seemingly these guys are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, well, and then yeah, of course, then Draymond. Uh, my theory is that Draymond purposely got a 16th technical foul the other night against the Clippers, so he could take the night off as they go to Atlanta, so he can go do whatever he wants. <laughs> go party but, in Atlanta, uh, yeah. right? But you know, that's uh, I have no proof in that. I'm just going to throw that <laughs> your out there. Personal, yeah, your personal thing. I just don't like to circle back to the road thing. Like I, so like the Warriors, and this is where I'll give them a little bit of credit for what they've done in the past. I think I do think it matters to me less with the Warriors than it matters with the Grizzlies. I just think right. when the Warriors get into a seven game series, I do think that they're going to lock in and it's not like, I don't think, I don't think we're going to enter. I'm not going to enter any series that they get in the playoffs and be like, well, I got to keep in mind that they can't win on the road. Like now, like yeah. it's the playoffs. Right. It becomes a different animal. And especially Here's if you're playing thing. back multiple games on the same court. Right. Here's the thing though, Kelly, to your point, like or when we're talking about that, like they can turn the switch or whatever, that's fine. They're only one game out of the play-in right now. Like sure. they gotta get this sure. together, you know? <laughs> because like they're and I think let me double check because uh, I believe that this is a fact. Let me see here as we're scrolling through because we only got about thirteen games left. Kelly, they're in the midst of a road trip right now. Yeah, that spans. This was the first stop was in L.A., but they're swinging along the East Coast. They're gonna go through Atlanta, Memphis, Houston, and Dallas. They come back home for four games, and then three out of the last four games are on the road. So like you have a majority of road games left on your schedule. And you cannot win some of these road games. Like they have to start taking these situations more seriously. I feel like that means like a Steph Curry plays today, but we'll see. But I just that's the thing that's going to hold them back. I agree with you. They should probably be able to flip this switch for lack of a better term. But you got to take it more seriously in these road games now because that's you got more of them on the way. Yep, yep. I and the other one I'll throw out to you. Like I feel like I've heard this a couple of times. Do you think there's anything to the theory of these these guys just can't? They they can't Steve Kerr just can't get the job done anymore because they're just Stop. hearing the same words over and over again from the same guy. Stop, right? It, like that, that's basically what I They just won a title last they year. They just won a title. What yes. are we doing? <laughs> who says this? I need to know who says this. Can we roast I, I, this person? I've heard it a couple I've heard it a couple te- uh, times on national media. Oh my God. Like, like this you, is you know, on ESPN. Like they have talked about that. Whatever. Look, they get paid the big bucks. I would kill for the paycheck, but like I just this is why I just really can't do the the whole. No, it, it, it's 
I, I don't agree with it, but man, like just getting back to our point, like I would like to see Kerr kind of try to light a fire under these guys' asses a bit. Like we're talking about, like, can we at least try to win, to win on the road? Yeah, and, 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 and that was like, I looked hard at pulling, uh, uh, of betting that, uh, betting that Atlanta game last night on the overnight. But I'm like, I kind of thought the same thing you just said, where I was like, at some point, this Golden State team, you would think, would want to show it to themselves even that they can win some of these games on the road. And if that's the case, then it probably means Steph plays tonight. Yep, absolutely. I bet, you, like I said, they've done these weird things, man. Like, they, they just don't care. I know the, there was a second, the second road trip in New Orleans. I think they had lost, like, eight. Like, they had lost, like, eight straight road games up to that point. Or maybe it was even 10 straight road games. Like, something weird to that effect, right? And, yeah. like, they were sliding and struggling and... And I, I, I bet the Warriors because I was and even in the write up that day, I remember it clear as day. I was like, there is no way that Steve Kerr and the Warriors are going to let this slide can willingly let this slide continue by. Play <laughs> Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, Draymond Green all didn't play in the game. And I was like, that's that's incredible. Okay? <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. So it really is. It's a lesson to be learned. All right, let's uh, let's take a break real quick. And then when we come back, I want to hit the hit you with the Clippers and then uh, the slate for Friday, because it's a decent one, although. As I wrote about today again, it does seem that as we're getting close to the end of the regular season, almost every single game has a key person with a questionable tag next to their name. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, Kelly, before we get to the afternoon of games, I wanted to hit you something real quick. So the, the Clippers have won four straight to beat the Warriors the other night at home. Um, this offense continues. I mean, I think even throughout these nine games that we've seen, right, the five-game losing streak and then the four-game winning streak now, the offense has been pretty consistent. They, they've kind of figured out some stuff. Kawhi Leonard's playing great basketball, looks healthy. So I, I, the, you're not really worried about the offense. It's the way that they've been closing out games and their defense, which has not looked particularly good. And Curry the other night had 50 points, but it's Steph Curry. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, do I dare say the Clippers are figuring some stuff out? I mean, Russell Westbrook's not playing in fourth quarters anymore. I think they learned their lesson when the Warriors blew him out back in Golden State that you mm -hmm. can't really put him out there in clutch situations or teams aren't going to play him. And to Westbrook's credit, when he was on the floor the other night against the Warriors, he did make them pay. I think he made two three-point shots. So, you know, got to hit those if you're going to do it. But they've used Terrence Mann. Eric Gordon, it seems, is permanently part of this closing lineup. I think Marcus Morris getting ejected actually helped them because it, yeah. it forced them to play Terrence Mann in a closing lineup, which was really, really good and never really let the Warriors back into it. 
It's four straight now, dare I say. Clippers are starting to figure this thing out. This is why I was, even when it looked bad, and I even think I used a phrase, like my faith is wavering, but it was still there. I'm, I, I'm still going to refuse to come off my pedestal of the Clippers can win the Western Conference. Well, I, it's, it's, I mean, you, you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't because I, I know we're talking about all these Western Conference teams. To me, they still, they still have the highest ceiling of, of, any, of any team in the West. Uh, I believe that, even, even higher than the Suns. Um, so if that's the case, then they should theoretically always be in the running. My big, my big sticking point with the Clippers all year long has been, okay, it's, you know, we're, we're getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard finally kind of healthy and playing semi-regularly here. Like, when are we going to see this stretch of dominance that we just haven't seen? But, you know, maybe we're about to see this towards the end of the regular season. You're right. They just, you know, you, you, you've won four straight. And I bring this up a lot. Where I think when, when you, you need, especially with NBA betting, if you're doing it daily, I think one of the things you need to be looking at regularly is just kind of recent recent performance, recent form from teams. What, what have they done over the past five games, 10 games, 20 games, right? Um, I mean, look, look, that's four wins. It's against the Warriors, the Knicks, the Raptors, and the Grizzlies. Those are not four bad teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can even, if you want to go to the losing, the losing streak beforehand, it's two to the Kings, one to the Warriors, one one to the Timberwolves, and one to the Nuggets. I'm not going to kill it, kill a team for losing those kind of games. Two of them um, in overtime, it, too, by the way, right? And two of them to the yeah. Kings and Nuggets in overtime. And, and by the way, we also learned. Did you see this story that the uh, bef- when they were on their way to Denver for that overtime game, oh their plane God. got struck by lightning yes. and like fell out of the sky. Some of them thought they were going to die that day. Okay, I saw that come across my Twitter feed the other like what was that yesterday or the day yeah. before? Whenever that came out. And I was so I was busy doing a couple other things or something that that I quickly read it. But then I was like, how is this the a the first we're hearing about this and b like this has not been a, made a bigger deal. You know, what I, mean? like, this is, uh, I was involved in one of those situations once. It was absolutely terrifying. Uh, it's uh, uh, yeah, that was an odd story, though, to kind of come out of nowhere. And I, I, I don't know. I just this is look, man, I, I think. Of all the teams, they, again, I think they have the highest ceiling. So if this team really starts to, uh, you know, re- stack up some wins here toward the end of the season, oh, man, would I be concerned if I was anybody in the top of that Western Conference standings like Denver, like Sacramento, like Memphis. This team, this, if this team starts uh, getting going here, watch out. Like, that is putting the Western Conference on notice for sure. Yeah, and uh, I am uh, obviously invested in the Clippers and uh, would say that right now it's it's playable. It's in the range of about 13, 14 to 1. It's where I've got them. So I, um, I'm i very pro Los Angeles Clippers, and I like the way that they're starting to figure things out, and Kawhi's looking absolutely spectacular in terms of his health and the way that he's been playing basketball. All right, uh, anything else big picture-wise before we get into the schedule today? Anything else you wanted to hit? Um, MVP, I got nothing really to say, but we have moved to uh, Embiid and an odds-on favorite. And then yeah. I, I just want to quickly bring up, we talked about those NBA draft markets the other day. You know, we talked about, hey, this is the, the the you know, Brady Miller has time for this number to kind of even get shorter on the, uh, on the second overall pick odds. We saw him drop zero points, zero points in their first game. And those odds did not move at all as far as him getting longer. So... I just think that's that's something to still keep your eye on. I think that's still bettable where it's at now. Uh, but depending on how well, you know, if he does play well here over the rest of the NCAA tournament, Bama makes a run, uh, that that, num- that number might be gone, plus 185 it's at right now. 
that might be gone sooner than later. So I think there's something, something to just bring up that we obviously spent a lot of time on uh, the pod earlier in the week discussing that. But uh, I I just think it's interesting because we talked a lot about the upside and the downside of him having a bad uh, NCAA tournament game. Well, we just saw it play out zero points. Those odds didn't change at all. Yeah. And it's not going to, yeah, I got a, uh, I don't know if it was sarcastic. Like I said, that was somewhat inebriated when I was reading the text, but I was I got a text of like, <laughs> they didn't expect him to go goose egg. And I was like, I didn't expect anything. I don't know what the, like, I was about to curse right now to give Steven something to edit. I don't know what the bleep we're talking about. <laughs> it was nothing really that I was uh, that deeply tied into. So, and as you mentioned, it's one game. That's not going to knock down the probability of what is uh, apparently becoming a growing sense in the NBA that Scoot Henderson has taken a dip in terms of his stock. Okay, so... Friday card. Let's get into it. Uh, I will always cede the floor to you first. Any games that stuck out to you? I, you know, I mentioned in the write up, and as I mentioned to you today too, like there's a lot of good games, but there's also a lot of good games only if certain players are going to play because there are a lot of big names that are questionable today. Yeah, absolutely. There is one bet that I did make. Uh, two I was looking at on the overnights were were the Atlanta side, like I talked about already. I didn't end up uh, making a bet there. I did make a bet. Like, like you said, a lot of these are kind of just speculative at this point. I did put a bet in, though, a small bet in on the Lakers side tonight uh, against the Mavs. We were, again, Luka out uh, at Kyrie with that questionable tag. I believe the past two games he's had that questionable tag heading in and then hasn't played. Yep. Um, so I'm going to – I rolled the dice a little bit with a smaller bet. I am absolutely willing to add on. It's – I bet at four and a, at four and a half last night. It's at five and a half. I see even see a couple sixes out there on the Lakers. I'm fine laying five and a half or six. If I get news here, uh, you know, in the next hour or, or the next few hours that Kyrie's going to sit, JVT, I, I'll, I'm going to I'll bet even more Lakers. I, I, you're going to have AD in there tonight. This Dallas team has looked absolutely miserable without Kyrie Irving or Luka Doncic on the floor. Uh, really, just don't know where points are going to come from. And Anthony Davis it stays hot. I think he's a matchup problem for them already to begin with. Um, so that's a small bet I made already uh, and might be adding on to. Yeah, I. so it's interesting. Um, I will – we might be head-to-head here. It depends on if Kyrie's going to play. let's go. So, but, well, so it, it depends on Kyrie. And here's the thing, and this is what I wrote about Kelly. So I've mentioned this to you before. So we now have, I think, 11-12 games since Jared Vanderbilt has been inserted into the starting lineup for the Lakers. Defensive numbers have been awesome. 108.9 points per 100 possessions, best defensive rating in the league, and non-garbage time over that stretch. But if you really sift through their opponents, they haven't really played that many skilled offenses. Like, they've actually played Golden State three times during that stretch, but Steph Curry was only on the the floor for one of those games. They did play Dallas, right, where it was Luka and Kyrie. Mm And uh, in that first half, they were terrible. Second half wasn't that much. And so what I'm getting at is, like, I would like to see this Lakers defense really get tested because while they've been really good, I don't think I'd really chalk up any of their their opponents to, like, a team that's really going to really test them. And it's more about, like, selling high on where the Lakers are at at this point. You know what I mean? Like, this is a team that the market thought – and this and look, there's a lot of different factors. Kyrie and Luca were out there, but LeBron James was playing as well. They were catching five and a half. The market was all over the Mavericks when they met back in Dallas, what, two weeks ago? And now we're touching five. Now we're at five and a half, six for the Lakers here. And I get that Kyrie's questionable, but that's a really strong flip given the fact that LeBron is off for the Lakers and, and Luca's gone for the Mavericks, right? It's not like the Mavericks yeah. are coming into this thing full strength. So I am, I'm really interested in like, this is the point where the market's getting too high on the Lakers, the the angle that I missed, which I am kicking myself, especially if Kyrie's going to play, 
is playing that over. And that is one yeah. where it's really going to test my theory and give a little support to Dallas while not tying myself intrinsically to them. Because if I'm right, that the Lakers defense really isn't as great as the numbers have been for the last 11 or 12 games. And if Kyrie and the Mavericks are going to push them, this should be a higher scoring game. And sure enough, it opened 223 and a half overnight. It's up to like 226 and a half, I think. Yeah, 220. Yeah, 226, 226 and a half. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you're right. Because we've talked about that Dallas uh, defense uh, extensively right. here before. So, yes, I, I think, it, yeah, if you're kind of, uh, you know, you're kind of on that side of thing with the Lakers and with what their defense really is, then yeah, absolutely. This would be the bet tonight for you, for sure. The other and, thing, and, is, and I hear, right. I, I, you know, I think the, as far as what the case you stated for the Lakers and, and kind of how the market's treating them, I completely agree with you. you. You're right. I think we've probably swung a little too far in their favor. It's just, it. this is just the, a bet against the the Mavericks potentially without those two guys, right? Like this is I took I took a small piece of it, and it's just going to be an add on in this at this point. If Kyrie doesn't go, I just think that we've seen this this team play without those two guys, and they look just completely helpless on the offensive side of the ball. The other game, there's a couple of two notes that I wanted to make for two other games. First off, Philadelphia and Charlotte. I know Kelly, you and I were both uh, that over trend for Philly has been working. Worked again against uh, Cleveland the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say. When they went on that 18 to one run, the in game number got down to like 215. And I was like, this is really going to happen right now, isn't it? Like they're just going <laughs> to, they're, <laughs> they're just going to suffocate Cleveland and this thing's going to go under by like three points and I'm going to get pissed. Um, well, but there I was, did, there was, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Wait, 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 are you talking right at the end of the game? No, there's a third quarter. Okay. Where Cause Cleveland then at the end of the game. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were the, at the end of the game. There were there was the same situation. I was like, okay, guys, like anytime you want to score like one or two more buckets would be nice. Because right. <laughs> I know because that was one of those examples where you had the overnight number and I had the I had you know like my total was a couple points more and I'm like, all right, JVT cashed like a minute forty five ago of of real game time. Like, are we serious? Can I not get like one more bucket? <laughs> yep. So I and the reason and like there's trends like that, right? So again, to reiterate, in the eight games since they've inserted Tyrese Maxey back into the starting lineup, six and two to the over for Philly. However, there's certain matchups where I don't want any part of it, and I want a matchup where I think the other team can provide some scoring too. This is not one of them. Yeah. So I did not yeah. bet this Philly Charlotte game over the total. Uh, we're now at two twenty eight, two twenty seven and a half. So we are. Let me double check from the overnight number two twenty seven. So we're up a little bit. It makes some sense, but the worry there is. You get that eighteen to one run that I mentioned that kills the in- that kills the total, but like for a, a longer stretch against a Charlotte team that can't really score offensively. So, uh, did not get on the over there. And the other note that I wanted to make on this card, I mean, just in general, war- right? Real quick yeah. for you know, if anybody new or better out there is listening to us, that's just. I mean, if you're looking to bet an over, right? Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're you're usually not going to want to mess around with games that have blowout potential, right? I, yes. I think that's. Um, the, the overall to your point there, I, I completely agree. Yeah. That's what, that's one. I think, it, I think you're on to something there with the Sixers. This is not the game though. I agree. The other two, I think we have two potential buy low things, spots here. However, the, the number that I want was approaching one of them and the market bought back too early. So I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be in here. And the other has an injury question, but first is new Orleans and Houston. Uh, if it got to, it got to five as low as five in multiple spots this morning. And if it was going to get to four and a half, I was in it's back up to five and a half. So it seems like five was the floor for the market. I get the Pelicans have not been playing well and the offense has stunk, but Brandon Ingram is still back. 
They still have a little bit more against some very bad uh, offensive and defensive teams. That would be Houston, of course. Yeah. You know, while they're playing somewhat better, I think New Orleans is approaching a point where it's going to be a little bit of a buy low. So I thought at four and a half, it was worth it. Again, we're back up to five and a half. And I really want to bet Boston, but Jason Tatum's questionable. And I need to know yeah. if he's going to play or not. Yep, I, I am. Look, you. I think you and I have kind of been on the same mindset with this Boston team. Um trying to kind of buy low on them, you know, it's in some of these games here recently, that's what we've been able to do and get cash some tickets. I had the same thought. I had that one circled. If I can get good, good injury news and get a bed in on time before this goes, you know, over five, then yeah, I'm in on the Celtics. Um, And the Pelicans, I think that's a great note. I, I think that's a great note where you are, you're right. You're probably hitting a point where this team is being undervalued a little bit. And I mean, you still have you still have a lot of pieces there. Like they, this team should be better than what than what they are. Um, I didn't really think about that one much tonight, but I just think in general over the next week or two, you keep keep that in mind with uh, with a team like the Pelicans, where it's just we we we've overreacted probably too much at this point. All right, buddy. Anything else for our audience for our crew before we get out of here? Did you think the only other game I'll bring up real quick? Did you think at all about pulling the tr- uh, pulling the trigger on the Spurs here today? I did, I did. Only because like I just I can't do it. I can't do it with the Grizzlies on the road. Like it's <laughs> the sample size is getting strong enough where you're just like, why would you? And even like if you go through right, so I mentioned they're two and twelve straight up, three and eleven against the spread in their last uh, fourteen road games. Okay, yeah. those two wins. It is what is it? It is the Dallas Mavericks without Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and it's the Houston Rockets. And in that game, by the way, they trailed in the first three quarters against Houston, and then eventually came storming back and, and won that game and uh, covered it. And then they stayed inside the number, if you remember that Clippers game, where they had like a 50-point third quarter because they were hitting everything, and then they still blew it. So I, I can't do it with them, man. But, yes, I thought very long and hard yeah. about doing that because, again, and the, and the market moved again today, Kelly. Like, it opened eight on the it's overnight. Silly. And it's not, a, yes. it's not a big move, but it went from eight to eight and a half. And as I wrote about, man, think There's about, nines. I mean, I'm yeah, staring at nines right now. And think about, Kelly, if we have talked about this, and we should keep note of this even more. Again, like if anybody's listening to this podcast, for those who are just going out there and trying to just fade on some of these tanking teams, the Rockets have covered, what, three out of four games. The Spurs are pushing teams to overtime and, and covering numbers. Like, it's not what you think it is when it comes to some of these, like, teams where, like, they're garnering attention against them. And granted, I will say, on social media, I have not seen the fade the tanking teams that much anymore because it is blown yeah. up in a lot of people's faces. That that is true. That is true. Well, okay, one more. I got one more uh, quick topic for you uh, before we get out of here, and this is the uh, uh, this is the the hot goss segment of the show, uh, brought to you by Kelly Bidlin. Do you read anything into the the Michael Jordan sale? Of oh the yeah, that he's that he's stunk as an executive. <laughs> it just he just doesn't feel like doing it anymore. Yeah, or he's not good okay. at it. Like. <laughs> Like no, no. I mean, I think everybody knows that, but I think I, I was just surprised to see that news come across when, you know, they're going to be in the mix for one of the greatest generational talents that the NBA draft has ever Maybe. seen. Here, Actually, you know what? I will read into it. How about this? He's afraid to have Victor Wembanyama on a team that he owns because he is so egotistical that he doesn't want to have a, t- a guy on his team that might actually have a better career than him. How about that? Wow. Okay. Okay. 
that was uh, I that, that was not the way I read into it at all. But I was like, oh, what well, I mean, you, if you wanted me to read into it, there we go. I read into it. Yeah, there we yeah. Go. no, no, that's one way to go with it, I guess. I was going the other way where I was like, I wonder if everything's okay with uh, MJ financially or something. Like, this is a little weird, odd time to sell a team. I would. Think. Nah, I think he, <laughs> I think he stinks. I think that he kind of realized that he stinks. <laughs> it's like, you know, what's going on here, and maybe just wants to get out. Because, look, here's the cool thing about it, being a rich person: um, even when you fail. In terms of stuff like this at such a high level, you get more money out of it. I mean, look at yep. Snyder and any of these other owners who've been forced to sell some of these teams. Washington Commanders or whatever they are now. Yeah, they're Commanders. God. Um, have That's been a absolutely good point. Yeah. Dumpster fire. And he's going to make like hand over fist way more than what he did when he actually bought the team. So it's good to be yep. rich. It's, good to, it's be rich. good to be rich. There we go. And we'll leave the audience on that note. It's good. It's better to be rich than poor. That's right. So pull yourself <laughs> up by your bootstraps, audience, because I listened to some dude the other day say it's, it was great that the three richest people equal like three million of the poorest people in terms of income. Like it was, yeah, oh, it was God. great. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, let's go work hard. Okay. Uh, with that, like, rate, review, subscribe. Again, uh, we'll always reiterate for everybody who's listening up to this point that we have lots of stuff up on the website, including March Madness coverage all throughout the NCAA tournament and more up at vcin.com and vcin.com slash subscribe for all your subscription options if you are not a subscriber yet. So for Kelly, Stephen, we appreciate it as always. And we'll talk to you on Monday here on Hardwood Handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.